Bitcoin, crypto, bubbles, passive indexation. There's a lot of financial jargon out there. Old Mutual can help you make sense of it all and give you great advice to make the right decisions. If you've got a question or want to know how to get the most out of your money, call them on 0860 60 60 60 or speak to an Old Mutual financial advisor or your broker. Today's the day. Get great financial advice so you can do great things. Old Mutual is a licensed financial services provider. Um, We have have uh, the Money Show FAQs, questions that we seem to receive either by email, text or phone call here at the Money Show from many of you trying to have an understanding of, you guys always use that word whenever you're talking about the markets. What's IPO? What's listing? What does it mean? Why does it matter? Why do I care? What I mean, what's a share? Um, and so we have Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETF, to give us a little bit of a picture uh, of, of the answers to that question. Narina, how are you this evening? I'm very well, thanks, and you're away. Excellent, I'm fantastic. Tell me, what does it mean to be listed? <laughs> so what it means for a company to be listed means that um, there is the ability for investors to trade in company shares. So um, uh, owning a, sh- a, a part of that company, and they can do that via the stock market, via the stock exchange. Indeed. So what it means to be listed is exactly just that. And I think for, for most of us, for ordinary investors, our experience or our view of the stock market and the stock exchange is exactly that. It's the secondary market um, activities, which means we can buy and sell shares shares in the individual companies. But when we look at it from the perspective of the company itself, and it really goes to the primary purpose of a stock exchange, this is really the place where the marketplace, where those that need money and those that have money get together. So mm-hmm. when a company needs more money for um, you know, extending its operations into Africa, for example, like console in, in, in this particular case, yes. this is an opportunity for them to come to the market and to say, we will be selling shares in our company, you give us money, and that allows us to then go and um, you know do these expansions in these African markets, put up more factories, or um, introduce more distribution lines, or whatever the case might be. And those are the primary market operations, and really one of the main reasons why a company would want to be listed, so yes. that they can actually tap the capital markets, have a place that they can go to to actually get money from investors. So I like your console example. So console has now announced that they want to raise two point seven billion rand on the JSE and just to give us a nice tangible example everybody uh, who well we I th- many of us know just from our kitchens at least um, the glass jar in your kitchen console is one of the leading glass makers in I think the leading in Africa um, this is a giant company that was listed on the stock market delisted and has now come back to say actually we'd like 2.7 billion rand why would a company go forth and back like that just for the understanding like what would have made them want to leave the stock market, for example? So it's quite possible that back in 2007, they were made an offer by the private equity firm that took it out. So Brait was the private equity mm. company at the time that, that bought out all the listed shares from yes, the, the then shareholders. Yes. Um, and, and the reason why you would do this on a private equity basis, there's still a big shareholder in terms of that. But private equity investors tend to get a lot more involved also with management, helping them to really transform the business, to move it to a different sort of operating model or a different funding model or whatever the 
the case might be. So yes. it's a more direct involvement of the shareholders with management. Whereas typically in the stock market, you know, there's millions of us as, as shareholders, we don't talk to management of each of these companies and sort of help them to run the business better, if I can put it that way. And, and so, so what you're really finding here is that a company can fund itself in one of two ways. It can either fund itself through debt. In other words, it would go to the mm-hmm. bank and take out a loan for, you know, the 7.2 billion rand that they're looking for and say, right, we're going to 2. be 7. 2.7. Oh, sorry, 2. Don't 7. tag the stock. Oh, let's not <laughs> get our numbers wrong. <laughs> so yes. we either go to the bank and borrow that money or we could do equity funding, which is what, what it means when you go to the, to the market and say, please give me your money and I will earn you as the investor a dividend on that money and you can sell your shares, hopefully for a profit on that. So that's really the two main models of funding for a company, debt versus equity funding, and there's all sorts of lovely, you know, sort of market-related ways that one would look at these different forms of funding. But really it is about the company getting money that they can use to grow the business, to expand the business, and in that either make money for investors or, I guess, pay lots of interest to banks that would loan Indeed. them the money. <laughs> or, or even float a bond. Um, so so um, he has a... He has a- quick quandary I have for you. Um, you know, we have a number of stock exchanges on the continent, um, so, uh, South Africa's being the largest. We've got this mm-hmm. African growth story that we always talk about, um, that Africa rising, or at the very least that there are many businesses out there, and yet very, very few, even as even as stock markets are established in markets like Nigeria, Kenya, um, uh, Rwanda. Egypt. Um, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, Egypt looks a little bit more like uh, South Africa, actually. Uh, but, but, but in terms of the desire to list... Is very yes. limited in many of these in these countries. You know, you've got mid-size, mm. family-run businesses. They'd much rather go to the private equity guy, even though they don't want mm. people fiddling in their business, like mm. uh, on the mm. from a regulatory perspective. But they'd still rather yeah. have the operational handholding that comes from the private yep. equity guy. Um, and sometimes, is it? I mean, it's 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 you know, research says some family businesses don't want to give up the power to millions of shareholders. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and what are your thoughts on that? What's what's better? I fully agree with you that I think that these, um, you know, moving from, let's call it a family business to a, a listed company can be a, quite a painful experience for tightly held family run businesses. And it becomes then the trade off between what am I foregoing by maintaining control as a family or as the original investors by not then having access to broader pools of capital, more sources of investment funds. And that's a trade off that only, you know, the, the, the current shareholders or the owners of the company can really make for them. Um, mm. There are some examples of very successful owner, um, you know, sort of family-run businesses, but they do reach capacities to some extent in terms of being able to access more funds. Indeed. Coming to the part of the question of the different stock markets and why would a company, for example, want to do such a listing on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, maybe mm. rather than a Kenyan or a Nigerian or, or even mm. some of the smaller ones like Malawi or Tanzania or whatever. I think what you look at there is, is a couple of things. There's clearly the the depth of the market, so yes. the, the, the broad range of investors that would be looking at it. But there's also the, the the ecosystem around it. So is there an asset management industry that actually, are there research analysts sure. that look at these companies? What are the mandates of the investors look like if it's a pension fund and that sort of thing? So and capital availability of data. 
on the on the path of least resistance. So so the deeper and the more liquid the market, the easier it is for the company to actually find good sources of funding or capital on a market like the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. But increasingly we're finding that there's a growth on the African stock exchanges as well. And I think once we start or almost stop looking towards the outside world, outside of the African continent to be the main investors and we mm. look more at ways that we as Africans can invest in our own stock markets in our own economy in our own companies i think you will start seeing more of the of the money flow coming from the people on the ground to actually fund their own companies participate in their own economy in, and with that effectively participate in the in the whole wealth creation process that the capital markets offer you hallelujah narina if you could see me my arms are in the air this is like this is me this is you beating the drum for me at this point okay so the other the other drawback of course to listing is um it's a, just the, the the simple point is that it's actually very expensive isn't it Um, You know, it's expensive to get the brokers on board to go and tell Mm. the market who you are. Um, Mm. And and, and sometimes, you know, having having the regulatory uh, requirements to get onto the stock exchange is quite difficult. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of considerations. And I I would really love for us to keep talking about this a little bit further. Uh, But in the meantime, (laughs) what we'll start with is the deregulation to let Africans invest in one another. Absolutely. (laughs) And we definitely an important point. And I think for us to do that, we need to stop with this attitude of we need the of the world to come and save us as Africa and come and invest in us. We are bowing down to the rest of the world and what we should be doing is to say, how do we actually make it easier for ourselves, for us as Africans, to invest in our own businesses and in our own economies? Yes. Hallelujah to Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. There is plenty capital right here.